Hello and welcome to Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. Still we have on Coach Tyler Osman. Is that how you say your last name, Coach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. He is uh, he coaches at Oak Glen High School in West Virginia. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Shoot, we are uh, we're, we're Twitter followers of each other. I, I definitely scroll your Twitter feed. It's actually off my computer right now. Uh, oh wow! It's awesome. You have like, you have you're really like interesting and funny. I, I think it's I think it's great. Uh, Coach, tell the listener a little bit about yourself. If you don't mind. Uh yeah. So um, I'm the DB's coach at Oakland High School. I help out a little with the receivers. Um, yeah, I, I was at previously at Weird Madonna. I was the DC there. That's where I got my start, and um, yeah, played a little football at Bethany College there that nobody's ever heard about <laughs> and uh yeah that's what I'm up to that's awesome man so talk about your playing career a little bit it's like you said you went to Bethany I know that's an NAIA school up in the northern part of the state correct if I'm not mistaken uh division three division three okay okay yeah. um you know talk about kind of what did you play as a player and how has that you know shaped you as a coach um, yeah, so I was actually a fullback uh, at Bethany, which, you know, wasn't wasn't really used that much. We were mostly a spread team, but um, playing on the offensive side of the ball, I uh, actually, you know, took can take some things from that now over the defensive side of the ball, which I feel is, you know, an advantage um, knowing being able to know both, you know, you want to know as a, as a defensive coach, you know, what, what, you know, what the offense kind of wanted to do. So I, I like to be able to look back and take some things that I know we were doing there and try to feel like, okay, you know, how am I going to defend something like that? So, um, yeah, didn't, didn't get a lot of, uh, a lot of looks obviously coming out of high school but Bethany I loved it you know it's a uh, you know, good fit for me so that's awesome you know the more guys I talk to that coach I find that a lot of times they play the opposite side of the football when they were players yeah. and you know talk about that a little bit because I know like I have a I almost sound like a podcast about that, so I don't want to like go into that again. But you know, how has that helped you as a coach, coaching the other side of the football? Um, well, coming, you know, playing playing offense, you know, in, in high school, you know, mostly everybody's going both ways. But once you start climbing up the ladder, as far as getting into college, now obviously. You know, Bethany is now Alabama by any means, but you know it's still college football, and you 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 learn you know at a higher level. Um, not that that's good or bad, but it just is what it is. So you're you're taking things from there, and then you're kind of almost flipping it. You know what I mean? So when I'm coaching, like when I'm coaching DBs, I, you know I got Garvey in the back of my head, Coach uh, Garvey. Bethany was ROC, 
you know, and I'm kind of just going through, like, okay, what did he like to do to this look, or what did we like to do to this look? You know, you know what I mean? So you, you get you get to see it from the other side. So I think it actually is a is a big help being able to you know have that that knowledge of what those offensive guys like to do. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, coach, talk a little bit about your defensive philosophy. You haven't been a coordinator now. You're a secondary coach at a high school that had a very very good year last year. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I am a four-three uh, guy by trade. Uh, that's what I always played in. That's what uh, I've always coached. And then coming to Glen, um, Coach Hill, our, our defensive coordinator, he, he's a uh, you know we were running the stack my first year there, three-three uh, stack. So it was kind of interesting, you know, to to see how you know you know, that scheme, that philosophy operates. So my first year, which would have been uh, two years ago at Oakland, we were, we were in the stack. And then this past year, um, we we played a little stack. We played a little 3-4, kind of, you know, flip back and forth depending on the looks we're getting in that. But, you know, as a as a 4-3 guy, you know, it's, it's you always want to learn. So, you know, getting into that odd front, um, and kind of seeing how, how things work there, you know, just it, it, it's, it's a different style, it's a different look, but, you know, it's, it's effective, so. Yeah, what do you, like being a secondary guy, and I, <laughs> golly, I can probably go for a couple hours on this one. Talk about your coverage philosophy. So what do you, what coverages do you like? Uh, what coverage families do you like, if that's kind of how you think about it? Uh, what are things that that you like to do on the back end? Oh wow, yeah, um, you hit it on the head there. I talked for hours about that. Uh, I everything. I mean, I know it's kind of a general answer, but you know, I love everything from a quarters look to a two man under to a you know mm-hmm. cover two. You know, play zero a little bit if you come down, get some pressure on people. Um, you know, I, I like to disguise a lot. Um, we, we like we like to move kids around. We don't like to tip our hands uh, as far as what we want to do in a secondary pre-snap. Um, so we're always moving. Um, depending on what a team wants to do, obviously, it, it you know some of what we like to do maybe cut down. We may you know we may sit in uh, quarters all game long if they want to go vertical. We had a game like that this year. Um, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll move guys, you know, as far as alignment goes to, to help them out there. But, uh, you know, as far as that, that back end goes, if I could sit, you know, if I, if I can sit like a two man under on you or, and then flip back and forth between that and the cover four, I'm, I'm, I feel real good about myself back there. But, um, I, I think the biggest thing, I don't know necessarily how much quarterbacks are really you know doing what they need to do and looking you know pre-snap finding out where guys are but I like to you know be prepared so our guys you know if you, if you turn on our film pre-snap you're gonna see you know a whole bunch of movement going on back there sure I know I've had long conversations with people about this uh, over text message face to face you know you name it um, 
but talk about your like disguise philosophy because there's two I think there's two camps to that there's people that like I want to disguise 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 and there's people kind of like me I, I I'm tend to be in the other camp like I just want to align get aligned get lined up read your keys know where your eyes are supposed to be play your technique but I'm always like you were saying like I actually wrote this down you always want to learn so like how would you teach somebody like me who's saying hey I want to get my guys cleats in the ground get them lined up read their keys to get me to kind of think about like hey maybe we should stem around a little bit um so probably the the easiest way to go about it and we actually do use this a lot so if if, um you know you like we talked before you know you you like playing a lot of zero so which is crazy but yeah that's what we all like to do (laughs) yeah yeah. so i mean zero zero if if you you know if if you want to disguise zero you know it's just walking walking guys up you know right is really all you need to do or you can you know what i've found a lot of times disguising doesn't even necessarily mean moving guys but you, you line you know you line up in a straight line you know eight seven eight yards deep you know it's mm. kind of hard to see what you want to do there because you can man up you can bail in quarters you can bail in two you know you can you can do a whole bunch of things so actually maybe if, for a guy who doesn't necessarily want people moving around you know you just line up at depth straight across don't tip your hand when you're showing you know that that's probably the best way to go about it there that's awesome we did that coach i'm flashing back to 2011 we were playing the high school that actually coach we were talking about coach kendrick before the podcast is on is at nice um yeah that's tim tebow's old high school by the way um correct yeah (laughs) um actually and I, pl- I actually played with Timmy his ninth grade year. We went to the same school. Um, oh, wow. But we were, like, under center, like, double wing. Now, Coach, we had, like, three Division One backs. So, yeah, it was a good personnel decision uh, to be under center and give the ball, hand the ball off. But, um, yeah, that always helps. Yeah. So, but we played them in 2011 in, like, a five across out of the 3-3 three, three stack because they were air raid at the time. Now, Tim Tebow wasn't there, and they were just okay that year. And really, like you were talking about, gave their quarterback a lot of problems because, like, they, they were looking at – I mean, you could – like, when they come off the field and I watch the other sideline, and you see their quarterback looking like, I don't know what the heck that is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what coverage is that? Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that's a really, really, really good idea. Uh, Coach, to kind of talk about how would you like game plan for a season as a high school coordinator, as a high school coach? Because you know we were texting about this a couple days ago. As a high school coach, we see like every offense imaginable during the season. So how would you go about building your defense to handle that volume of scheme you're facing? Well, I don't know. Um... If it, it, I don't know if it necessarily goes to the schemes you're going to see, but you know, game planning to me is more going to be a, what personality you have. So sure, you know, it, it, so we like we were talking over text, like you said. You know, we see a lot of spread for whatever reason. Now this year may be different. We got a lot of new uh, teams on the schedule. 
but the but the past, you know, we've seen a lot of spread. We've seen some pro stuff, but uh, mostly spread stuff. So, you know, we, uh, we 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 were we were in the stack and you know getting kids on the field and, and Coach Hill does a good job with that. Now, you know, personnel wise, this year may be different, maybe not. You know. Just, you never know, but to me, you know, the biggest thing it's it's uh, see who you have first, and then what, what's going to fit the personnel you have, and then go from there. But right. um, it, you know, n- naturally, you know, we can't recruit. You know, <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to be able to go get kids. You know, to you know, as a college coach, to bring in kids for your scheme that you want to run, but you know high school you got it you got to play with the kids you got yeah and coach talk about that a little bit because like I know for me like there's things as a coach you like you know what I'm saying like there's stuff that I like this scheme for whatever reason I don't know why I like this but I do like I'm not a triple option guy I don't like RPOs on offense that's just my thing like I don't turnovers to me are like oh like you know I just can't that part bothers me. I can't deal with it. Um, but like, how do you balance like what you like based your on your personnel? And do you think that it should be t- almost totally based on personnel, or should you have like a system that you're going to run regardless of of who you have? It, it would be nice to say that you could sit and have your system. And that's what you run. Um, you know, Bridgeport, for instance, you know, they've been running stick off since 1965. I haven't had a losing season since, you know, so it, it, it does work. Um, to me, you know, like I said, um, I'm a 4-3 guy by trade. That's what I would like to be in. But, you know, if you don't have the kids to do it, you don't have the kids to do it. So I personally, I don't know if, you know, I'm not right or wrong, but just personally, I feel like, you know, it, it, it's nice to have that core, you know, scheme what you want to do. But if you just if you don't have the kids to run it, then you know you got to take pride out of the equation. You got to go figure out what's the best for those kids. You know what I mean? Right. Which, which is hard, right? Because you're, all, <coughs> you know, as a coach myself, like I'm always trying to think about how can how can I get my guys in the best situation possible? You know, because there's all kinds of answers out there. So how do we, how do you like find out what's the best for my kids? Like what are some ways that you, you narrow down the list of endless possibilities these days? You, you can get on YouTube or Twitter and find any scheme you'd ever want to run. Yeah. Well, you know, um, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, bet, the best way to go about it, I, I would assume, it would be, you know, you know your kids, you know. So, you know, am I loaded at the D-line, for instance? You know, if I'm loaded at the D-line, maybe, you know, four or five front something we, we, we'd we look at. Um, if we don't have a lot of D-line, then maybe we have a bunch of defensive backs. You know, three, five, you know, may be the way to go about it, you know. And it's all about getting the best 11 kids on the field. So whatever is 
you know, I'm going to take a look at my team and whoever I feel those best 11 defenders are, I want them on the football field. So what's going to be the best scheme to get those 11 on the field? Um, so, you know, you take a look around, you know, position group-wise, and you're like, all right, who's my strongest Who's my strongest group? You know, if that's linebackers, maybe you want to get, you know, the 3-4 or 4-4, four, four, you know. But get as many of those those kids on the field as you can in, you know, best 11 on the field, I like my chances. That's Coach. That, to me, that's the key. Like, if you get your best 11 guys, plus you have to have, obviously have backups, right? Right, um, yeah. You know, I've been around guys that, you know, they build their whole offense on, like, one kid, and I'm always thinking to myself, like, well, what if he, like, has an equipment issue for a couple series? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do now? So, <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, I don't know, you know. Like, I mean, I guess LSU won that, won that championship because of Joe Burrow playing quarterback and all that stuff, but they have, like, a – they have a guy that actually recruited to be behind him. So, right. You know, in high school, it's like, uh, like, like for example, for us last year, your know, quarterback's a good player. He's a, you know, he's been being recruited. He's only going to be a junior. But he went down the last game of the year. And coach, we don't, at the time, we didn't have a kid that could, like, throw a football. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. we had like a yeah. built-in package to where we could do something else but talk about like making sure like give, give your thoughts on like your scheme has to be good enough to take advantage of the ability of your players but it also has to have the ability to handle like injuries and things of that nature so how do you build your scheme to make sure like it can handle not having your best guys in there <coughs> you want to run and you know you, you get your best 11 on the field you know injuries are part of the game obviously you know we're dealing with 14 15 16 17 18 year old kids um and you know anything anything's gonna happen grades you know girlfriend breaks up with you so whatever you know i'm sure you've seen it all oh yeah uh, so I wouldn't necessarily worry about, you know, what happens if someone goes down because, you know, at that point, you know, we're playing high school football, you know, we, like you said, we don't have kids we brought in as backups. So you just, you gotta, you gotta, you know, next man up. And then if that, if that next man up is a freshman, he's a freshman, but you know, that, that's that's the nature of you know West Virginia high school football. You know we're not playing six eight Texas football where we got two hundred kids. You know you, you you play you put your best eleven on the field. Hopefully you have depth. You know some years you're gonna have depth like you know these past couple of years at Oakland we've been very lucky. You know we're super deep. But you know then you have years where you may not even have eleven starters on the field. You just got you know. 11 kids, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it can be, you know, you never wish injuries on yourself. I, and we don't even really, like, talk about, you know, what if this kid gets hurt. But you always have to have that backup plan um, 
in case something happens, right? And uh, I know I've been around places where I didn't feel like we were prepared, if that makes sense. Like, you know, we only rep certain guys in practice. And, you know, Coach, what's your philosophy on – we talked about, like, personnel playing, scheme. Like, what's your philosophy on practice reps as far as getting guys ready – to play so like how many reps does like the starters need and how many reps does like the backups need during practice even I don't know if there's like a concrete number but what's your philosophy on that um we we like to do honestly you know about half we'll, we'll split we'll split the starters and, and we call them spill players they'll take about uh you know if, if we're running you know in a period 10 10 snaps in a period then those starters will probably you know they'll get five maybe six and then those spill players will hop in get you know get those other five or four reps so um you know coach hill does a real good job with that coach Arno does a real good job with that we, we, we'll get kids in and out to practice um so yeah they're getting you know the we're about half our starters are getting about half the reps that's awesome which good. yeah which you know i like and then a lot of our spill players too. Um, they're getting, you know, they're getting varsity reps. You know, they're getting. Sure. We, we we're, like I said, we're very lucky right now, is our you know depth wise where a lot of our you know a lot of our kids are playing you know half the snaps in a game. So so we get kids in and out. You know, have real good rotations. Now obviously we got kids. We're you know we're not going to be taken off the field but you know mo- most of our kids you know they're we'll rotate them in and out so they're um yeah practice was about it's about half that's awesome coach that's really that's really really good coach as we as we land this plane what are some things you would tell young coaches as they start their career about how to how to be a successful coach and just some nuggets as to how to continue to be a lifelong learner as a coach. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still a young coach, but <laughs> you know, I actually, it's funny you brought that up. I actually had a conversation last night with a, uh, with a kid that I coached from Madonna. He was talking about, he wants to be, be become a coach. And he kind of asked me that same thing. And, um, my biggest thing is just experience, you know, no, if when you're a young coach, I wish I had somebody tell me this. No, you're going to screw up. You know, it's just going to happen. You don't you don't know what you don't know. Right. So, you know, know you're going to screw up, and you know, le- you know, learn from it. Now, I I I think I I do a pretty good job of looking at what I do wrong and, and kind of fixing it. You know, nobody's perfect, but um. You're never going to learn until you get thrown in the fire, right? So, you know, I, I luckily, um, you know, I got a, I got a DC job at the age of 25. I, I had one year of coaching experience. I, I coached, I was a DC at the middle school the previous year. And then, you know, coaching turnover and Madonna happens and Darren Hicks gets hired and then I get hired as a DC. So I didn't know anything that first year, <laughs> you know? Right. Like I didn't have, I, I knew nothing, but, you know, I took some I took some weapons for sure, and then you know, learn from them. So that that would be my biggest thing to, to guys just starting out is just don't get down on yourself. 
when you make mistakes because they're just going to happen and then you know learn from those mistakes and then also you know never stop learning don't you know if you think you're the smartest guy in the room then you know to me you're probably the dumbest guy oh shoot yeah coach that's good now i mean i had to like react to that one that's good i'm gonna write i'm writing that down right now (laughs) yeah that's good no coach keep going i want to stop you i was just like egging you on like heck yeah oh yeah um yeah but and anytime you know anytime anybody's talking ball i'm all ears you know i I don't i don't ever want to think that i know everything because then you're you're not learning then you're gonna get left behind and you know uh, naturally things are changing constantly in what we do and if you know if, if you're not keeping up with it then you know you're not doing yourself a favor and you're doing a disservice to your kids so um, you know always be learning and, and you know maybe the most important part of coaching I think and, and it may even get looked over but to me and I, I wish I knew this early on I know I, I I did some dumb things, but is learning, learn, just learning how to teach the kids, you know, um, every kid's different. So, you know, the way you're going to work with one kid isn't necessarily going to work with the next kid, you know, yelling and screaming at somebody, you know, that might motivate one kid, but you know, kid B, you know, that he's going to shut down on it, you know? So, you know, you've coached, long enough to know you know half the time we're just freaking psychologists out there with these kids trying to figure out where their head's at so um yeah those those would be my biggest tips coach that's that's really good when you said if you think you're the smartest guy in the room you may be the dumbest i was like oh man that's that's really good i mean that's that's like put it on a poster and put it somewhere you know (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure I've heard that somewhere. I mean, we all steal from everybody, right? I mean, I was looking up the other day. I was actually Googling the term original thought, and that's really like a – that's a myth. You know, like we don't really have original thoughts. We learn from other people. You have to, yeah. Which is which is cool. Well, Coach, thank you for coming on. This has been great. Uh, you, you're really, really wise for a young coach. Uh, listeners, if you want to give Coach a follow – his Twitter is at Osman James, O-S-S-M-A-N-J-A-M-E-S. Uh, really wise guy. Shoot him a direct message. Uh, talk football with him. Uh, Coach, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, love following you. Love seeing see what you put out. And uh, just thanks for having me. Yeah, man, anytime. Listeners, I'll put this up here in a little bit.